I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. My name is C.T. McManus, and for the next two hours, it is my job to take your mind off the craziness of the world out there, get it refocused in on some good old-fashioned rock and roll. We have an awesome show for you this evening, guys. We will be joined by Baltimore band Pillbox in the first hour, and then coming up the second hour, we're going to be debuting a new 
segment of the show that we're going to be doing monthly. We're going to be doing it the last month, the last Saturday of every month. We're going to be focusing in on cover bands and tribute artists, and we're going to be talking about that side of the scene as well. Uh, real quick shout out to Rosenfeld Dental Associates, located at 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey, five minutes from Metro Park. You can find them at www.njsmile.com. Come rock your smile with the rock doc, David Rosenfeld, nominated one of New Jersey's top dentists for 2020. Discounts apply for Rock and Roll Union members. Tell them that CT sent you. The other uh, a big shout-out to also one of our partners, Phoenix Custom Printing, and the man of the hour, Ken Shepard, over there. You can reach him at 410 206 2081. He is the exclusive printer of the Rock and Roll Union. We got new t-shirts in. Taking orders now or you can find us at any of the live events that we're holding. You can also reach Phoenix Custom Printing at phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. Once again, that's phoenixcustominc at gmail.com. And the number, once again, is 410-208- I'm sorry, 410-206-2081. And finally, our last partner is Brett Hunt Customs, guys. The home of pick sticks and laminates. They're doing event posters. They're doing, guys, anything that you need done behind the scenes, guys. Rock and Roll Union is now all-inclusive, man. We, we got everything that you need here to further up your merch, to further up your, your deal, man. And with Brett Hunt Customs, guys, if you if you have a drummer in your life, a special drummer in your life, and you want to do something special, he has exclusive uh, custom drumsticks, he does picks, he does all of it, guys, and you can reach him at 410-508-1233, once again, that's 410-508-1233, if you saw the cover of our Rock and Roll Union Facebook page, you would see that uh, we put Times are changing, and indeed they are. We're doing new segments on the show. We have a lot of big things in the store that I still have yet to be able to really uh, mention to you guys, but I'm really looking forward to being able to do that. Um, We're also, another new feature to our show is going to be the featured song of the week, guys. Tonight, for the debut, man, I heard this. This just came out today, and it's going to blow up like everything else Bill McClintock does. This is his mashup. Three discos down, he's calling it, and uh, it is called Funk Tonight. Enjoy it. A bit slightly different, but this is Kryptonite.
That was Bill McClintock with Funk tonight, guys. If you missed the show, our last show, Bill was on the show, man. He great guest. Great guy to talk to. If you are a fan of his, man, I'm telling you, you want to subscribe to his Patreon account. He's not making a penny off of any of the mashups that he's doing because of the copyright and everything else dealing with YouTube. That's all part of the interview that we had. He's a elementary school music teacher, but a very, very, very talented guy that puts a lot of time and effort into this. But he does have a Patreon account, so you can go see everything that's involved in doing what he does. And uh, it's very affordable. And, uh, guys, I'm just recommending that you go ahead and check that out. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Pillbox. Don't go nowhere. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Can Resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. 
Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, as we become ghosts and shades of gray. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yes, as you heard on the commercial break, uh, May 15th, man, is our next live event. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be having a lot of fun at Bray in Atlantic City. Guys, tickets are almost sold out, man. You want to get down to this show. It's going to be an exciting evening. A lot of great music, man. I'm telling you, from Rat Rod, who has been pivotal in the Rock and Roll Union family, and as we become ghosts, and I'm telling you, they're really on fire right now. So you guys want to make sure. And Shades of Grey, the Rock and Roll Union House Band of the Year, man. You can't miss this show, I'm telling you. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, right now, I'd like to uh, – we're, we're going to take a quick look out real quick. Uh, don't mind me, guys. A little brain fart here. Uh, it is my – privilege to introduce to you guys out of Baltimore pillbox you guys with us yes yeah I'm here hey guys I'm here here. what's up so uh if you could if you could do me a quick favor for our listeners if you guys could just take turns letting the listeners know who you are in the band what you do and uh that kind of thing so we'll start off with adam Okay, um, my name is Adam Krause, and uh, I'm the vocalist, and I play the bass in the band. All right. Up next, uh, whoever wants to go next, just feel free. Hey, what's up, uh, everybody? My name is Eric Rodelius. I'm the guitar player and backup vocalist and social lubricator for Pillbox. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and finally, I, official title, by the way. I, uh, my name is Karis Johnson. I am the drummer of Pillbox and occasional backing vocalist and all kinds of other crazy sounds and bells and whistles. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you guys. You guys have been around for a little while now. Uh, you've been. Uh, Jamming, as far as my understanding is concerned, you guys, you guys were kind of playing together for about five years now. But you guys started taking it serious under the pillbox name about two years ago. Uh, how did it all get started? Actually, I, I, I like to say that we washed in with a flood. There was a big, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't say that in any way promiscuously or. Uh, uh, to be disrespectful, but there was a flood, a, a very large flood in Maryland in Ellicott City, and uh, after that flood happened, uh, there was a benefit show put together at another club in Maryland, uh, in Halethorpe, Maryland, called the Fish Aid Cantina, and we'd gotten together uh, uh, before enough to be able to do that particular benefit, 
And strangely enough, I think that benefit was done so well and so tight and uh, was a bit of a surprise, perhaps not to the other guys, but to myself, that we just kept on going. So we quite literally are children of the flood. I, I, I like to say that. That's the truth. So uh, how did you guys all meet? How did you get end up doing music together? Well, uh, I had went to uh, an audition for a project, and, uh, and when I, and I didn't know who the people were. This is Adam, by the way. And I didn't know who the people were. I went for the audition. It wound up being Cars on Drums. Uh, it was Che from, uh, from Chicken Shack and a guy named Jason Fubler that was in uh, a lot of good bands in the area as well, um, like Live Alien Broadcast or something like that it was called. And, uh, and, I, uh, and I wound up when I got there and I went through the audition. It was, it was really cool. It was a good audition. And, uh, but I, when I left there, I said one thing in my mind, that if anything comes out of this, I'd love to have that drummer at some point. And so, uh, and so I was able to hook up with cars a little while later uh, and um, and Eric, we kind of, you know, we crossed each other's circles and paths and, and the past, but, uh, and <laughs> that was a Carroll County thing. It sure was. And, uh, yeah, and Eric knows everybody. Gigs, <laughs> and I went out to a couple of Eric gigs and, you know, he come up and played guitar with us a couple of times. And I think I went up and sang a song or two with his band a couple of times or something. And, uh, and we wound up just hooking up from there and, uh, and it was also along with there was a bass player in the beginning that uh, he has since moved on along with others, and I picked up the bass. But that's pretty much how we got together, it was, you know, just a series of uh, of encounters, basically, and we thought we'd be a good match. Nice. And you, you all agree? Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I, uh, uh, I, I, I took it seriously <laughs> from day number one. It wasn't just uh, getting the pillbox. Pillbox was is cemented because there was a local record label. I wanted to get on one way or the next, and <laughs> I'm also a huge Rush fan. So patiently, I just waited until we were able to present ourselves in the trio format. And uh, then the next move in my mind was: this is a band that's got great enough experience and longevity. That we could we would do well on a minor uh, uh, label that has some benefits to it, and so uh, from I don't know from very early on that was my intention. It's part of uh, how we have survived as a band for so long. Uh, there was an intention in my mind from day number one. Uh, I don't particularly do anything haphazardly or promiscuously. It's always intentional. So the intention always was to be right where we are and and to go quite a bit further. Nice. Now, yeah, uh, I'm happy. <laughs> Karis had mentioned his uh, his influence being Neil Peart, and uh, I'm sure there's tons more. You guys have a heavier sound. Who do you look to? Uh, you know what? We'll go to Eric now. Who who were your influences coming? Oh up? boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Pick the wrong guy. <laughs> Um, man, I tell you what, I, I, I listened to everything. My mom put me on the good music when I was when I was young. She had a really good record collection: Zeppelin, The Doors, um, you know, ZZ Top, um, the, the blues kind of thing from the '60s. And she loved Cream. She loved uh, Eric Clapton. Nice. And she actually she named me after. 
And um, so it was kind of destined. I was I had no choice but to become a guitar player. But um, at, any, <laughs> at any rate, so yeah, with that influence, I kind of I kind of got it. I came up during like the metal years, and it was like it was all about just playing fast. You know, everybody was trying it was like musical aerobics. And that just I mean I I tried to I tried to get with that, and I, I liked metal, but it just wasn't my thing. You know, like I couldn't. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely I have metal in my in my blood, but it's uh, it's more from like a blues kind of um, front. Gotcha. I discovered Hendrix, and he's the one that kind of gave me my voice on the guitar, because I couldn't really do all that like really, really fast stuff, especially back in 84 when I just picked up the guitar. So when I discovered Jimi Hendrix, uh, and re- I, like, I kind of like and I rediscovered him, because I, you know, I heard him before, but I always thought that it's old music, but once I rediscovered it as a guitar player and realized how uh, what a genius he was, and how short his career was, it's just amazing, you know? His career was four years, and he totally changed guitar. But um, yeah, he's the one who gave my voice. Awesome, Adam. Who'd you uh, who'd you grow up with? Well, uh, let's see. I'm I'm the youngest of four, and I never really had control of the radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, being young like that, so I had to grow up listening to um, a lot of uh, yacht rock and things of that nature. Um, so that's where some of the you know the, the cleaner vocals and whatnot came from. Some influences back in the day of that. But uh, but then I got into you know, the rock in the you know in the 80s or whatnot, and so people like uh, you know Dio of course is is big was big with me. Uh, David Lee Roth, you know, for a little while I think that I thought I was David Lee Roth there for a little bit. Uh, huge influence, and uh, people like Ozzy, uh, people like Ian, Ian, Ian Gillen from Deep Purple. Uh, although you know Chris Cornell is another. Uh, and just people of that nature, a lot of really good songwriters and 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 vocalists. Yeah, but, but then again, you know, I even go as far as to say King Diamond uh, has some influence oh, yeah. as well. There are parts here and there in some of the songs you can hear, and you'd be like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, sounds like King Diamond. <laughs> but but you know, so it's a very mixed bag. It's a, it's a grab bag. You reach in there, and I, I can pull just about anything out, and. Um, you know, and, and try to sing it from there. But, you know, people that are great songwriters, though, mainly uh, are, are my influences. Now, it, it's got to be rough on you guys. I mean, as a relatively new band, you guys started not shortly before, I mean, COVID kind of had to rock you guys. How how What kind of an effect did it all have on you guys as a band? Uh, uh, well, and I, I have always said that uh, first of all it is a great blessing that we have not been affected by the COVID-19 to the degree uh, that a lot of the world has I'm talking about in our own personal circumstances that being said I have always quietly said in the rehearsal area that we wear COVID like a cape and that's just plain and simply that you know God has been a very merciful being to us and we have thrived in it, we ha- it. Uh, one of the problems we've had over the years is not a lot of time. We've been so busy, but when it came to the shutdown, uh, it gave us time to get writing uh, done, uh, recording. It's been physical recording. Uh, the where, where we record, they weren't always pleased that there were people in there recording. Strangely enough, by virtue of some of the COVID restrictions. But we've gotten a lot of recording done. We've gotten a lot of writing flushed out. Uh, and we've just had time to bond uh, as it pertains to being live players. We also secretly, I, I won't give names or locations, 
you know, you have that part uh, or demographic of America who still is quite festive and still opens their places of business or or maybe a warehouse or or, or uh, whatever, and we are still able to to do our thing, you know, on the down low. Gotcha. So we Please. haven't really we haven't really lost our step live or in studio. So the COVID the COVID nineteen. Uh, it, it depends on the way you look at things. If it's all about, you know, financial things, then yes, uh, it could be very difficult. But uh, for some people, it's a time to slow down and be reflective and to just exercise yourself before you have to go out and engage the world. So as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the COVID shutdown did no damage. It helped us. It worked in every capacity to our advantage, period. So, I mean, the the next question I have is for Adam. Uh, you guys are coming up out of Baltimore, which right now, I mean, I got to say, Baltimore looks like a hotbed of amazing rock music right now. Looks like a very competitive market. Uh, what what do you guys think of the local scene now? I mean, we're just getting started back from COVID. Some of the places are now opening their doors. What what is your view of the scene, and what do you guys think about your place in that scene? Uh, let's see here. The scene, the the scene I find can well right now the scene can be fairly difficult, uh, simply because of the whole uh, you know COVID nineteen outbreak with people having to sit down and you know you stand yeah. up for just a moment, the mask police are on their case making them sit down so it's been a little more difficult to get people to come out to some shows uh you know as much as they were before simply because they don't you know they don't like to follow the mandates or rebels we're rock people rock people are rebels in a lot of ways and they don't like to listen to authority but that being said i think our our place in the scene around baltimore at least within the bands and the people and things that i know of um I would say that we're probably pretty well known. I would, I would think. Uh, been doing a lot in the scene, and uh, I mean, we're right there with with anybody else that uh, you know that may be uh, a band in this area. And you know, by virtue of Manta Ray Records and Mike Diamond, we are signed. Uh, we did get signed let, through this to a global distribution deal uh, through Sony and Manta Ray uh, that he represents. Mike Diamond does. So we were able to do that, and we were able to uh, make a couple of videos as well. And so it's all out there. And as far as me personally looking at our plates in the Baltimore scene, it's kind of difficult for me to say because I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm being arrogant if I think we're one of the better bands, or I don't want to belittle myself by saying, well, I don't know, we're down. Because it's it's other people's decision to kind of say where we are. Uh, maybe these other guys uh, disagree with me, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I think that we're probably pretty well known. Eric, what would you think about that? Uh, well, you know, it's all subjective, but um, I'm like, you know, all for one, one for all. Um, yeah, I love Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore and um, spent most of my life here, and except for a brief time in the military. And, uh, I, you know, I, people people like to diss the scene, you know, but uh, – I tell you what, it's uh, a lot. Of, a lot of clubs um, have came through for us, and um, and and you know set us up during this uh, outbreak. And even you know when as soon as they opened up, we we got right into it. We picked up the slack, really. Um, 
uh, I, I, don't, I say that unashamedly. We, we, uh, where other bands were, were hesitant, we, 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 you know, we're ready to play. We'll play. Um, we're not scared. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're, we're definitely road dogs. Get, yeah, and we want to, uh, and we want to, you know, we want to get, get it out there, get our product out there, because we believe in what we have uh, to offer musically. And, um, I, you know, I look at the music scene like a community. You know, the whole all the competitive stuff. You know, I mean, I know it's there. It's part of it's part of the whole, you know, the culture. But um, you know, music—it's it's art. It's creative. It's—it's—that's—that's that's not a. I've never you never never have art competitions. <laughs> you know, so uh, I never looked at it that way. But uh, but yeah, we try to we try to just be uh, just be cool with everybody and just do our, do our best to uh, represent uh, Pillbox. You know, with I, our music, I will. I will say this, if uh, you familiarize yourself with the great drummers in Baltimore, Maryland, one of the greatest of them in the world is Dennis Chambers. And though I am a fan, though I'm a fan of Neil Peart, I literally was a student of Dennis Chambers. That's not in the world of rock music. Dennis is a, probably a fusion jazz funk drummer. You'll probably find Dennis with Steely Dan, uh, like P-Funk. Sting. So what you're talking about competition in the world of rock music. I'm the student of Dennis Chambers, so there is, there is no competition. None. <laughs> there is none. It's, it's, it's a world of rock music. So if we were talking about the world of jazz or fusion, I might understand the word competition. But <laughs> there, as far as just the raw playing goes, no, there is no competition. But it's a lot of fun to get out there at night and do your thing. So it's all about really entertaining. When it, I'm a very competitive player, uh, and I can confidently say, ain't no competition as far as the world of rock music goes. So I kind of focus on entertaining folks. You want to entertain them as best as possible in times of great sorrow, stress, and tension like the COVID uh, uh, that we have. So it's more about being uh, uh, as entertaining as you can be, uh, not necessarily as competitive as you can be. We're, we're in competition with ourselves, I think. You know, we want to be a better version of, of, of Pillbox, you know, every time we play. So that's Oh, yeah, I agree. Amen. Yeah, yeah uh, I, well, I saw you guys – I saw you guys a few weeks back. I'm guessing at this point it's a few weeks back. It's been kind of chaotic on the home front. But uh, I saw you guys play at Bar 13 a little way back. Uh, was that your first time out of the the Maryland scene? Kind of expanding a little bit? Or have you guys toured yeah, other we've been areas? Before, but that was the first time in Delaware, I think. Yeah, we've been in PA, uh, Pennsylvania quite a bit, but yes, that was the first. Actually, that was my, I've played Bar 13 before, but that was our first time there. Uh, I, I, I Actually, I love that place. Yeah, place, <laughs> definitely. Rock on Bar 13. Well, I like yeah, the we stage do. and the sound and the production in that place, let me correct myself. <laughs> now, great li- it's a great live venue. A, a woman so, named Leanne McNamee with Soul Shine Entertainment. She has a setup for a couple of more shows up in that area. One of them is in Philly, uh, and there are some other shows. Another one at Bar 13, and uh, she has us on some other, like, festival things and whatnot over the summer uh, up in that area. So we're going to start taking some, you know, semi-regular trips up there to get uh, to get our live show there as well. But I will say probably our live show is well, – excuse me? Don't we have something in Jersey coming up? Yes. Yeah, we do. I've I've got it all written down on our on our schedule, our calendar, which is on um, 
pillboxband.com is our website that people can go there and they can see all of our, our, our photos, all of our videos, our song list, our fan photos, all our calendar of events. It has everything on there. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to start going up that way a little more and, uh, you know, and start being regulars in the area. And like I say, with uh, Leanne McNamee or McNamee, I can't mm-hmm. I think that's her last name. I'm sorry. I may be pronouncing it incorrectly, but uh, she's with Soul Shine Entertainment. And she's taken us kind of under her wing and put us on some tours and, uh, and whatnot and with some other good bands in the area. And, yeah, uh, and when we play, I mean, we, we leave it all on the stage. There's not a single time that I come off of that stage when I'm not just dripping with just sweat. It's just, we just leave it all. It's, it's, it's high energy. Cars is an awesome drummer. He's back there pounding on that stuff all night, man. And, uh, and Eric's also a guitar player, man, very, you know, concentrates and focuses, you know, he's got some great moves and, and, and I just beat the hell out of the bass. I'm not the, the, the most awesome bass player, but I, you know, but I beat the hell out of that awesome. thing, man. <laughs> and just get so it going I, I on. wanted to ask you guys, um, as far as, uh, playing out live, have you guys connected with any other bands out there? Or any anybody on the local scene that you guys really enjoy playing with? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, the Mathematics. We've we've played with them a good bit. Yeah, they're our label uh, mates. The Mathematics are label mates. Uh, we have yeah. uh, Liquid Lucky is another group around. Yeah, uh, they've good Liquid Lucky has been around for um, my goodness forever. Uh, they're great guys. Um, Silver Tongue. Silver Tongue is one of the uh, bigger. Uh, <coughs> they are one of the bigger uh, national, regional groups. We've done a lot of uh, uh, national openers. Uh, those are, I can remember them a little bit more. But but we, we've done quite a bit with Liquid Lucky and the Mathematics. Uh, Eighty Six Bullets is another uh, group that we have uh, done quite a bit That's with in the beginning. Um, and I can't really think of of. Well, who were the? We we were just with the young guys. These guys were spectacular, and Zenora. Oh, Zenora. oh yeah, yeah, Zenora. Zenora. Yes, those young fellas were the freaking bomb. They yeah, were oh, badass. They were badass. <laughs> nice time. Their whole crew was badass. I mean, they came good. with family and the crew. Yeah, so I mean that they were awesome. As they are hands down, as far as the best. Rock group that we've played with, they would, they, it would be them. It would be them. And they, uh, they actually played for Rock and Roll Union two weeks ago, and I got to say, man, Zenora, just like you guys said, was top notch, very professional, but very young, and it's nice to see that coming up. Yeah, because hope- yeah, all those guys have to do is just keep going. That's it. Just keep going. That's all they have all right. to do. They've got it. Yeah. Yeah, so, um. You, you guys had mentioned uh, a little bit of the Liam McNamee, uh, her uh, groove on the move is what you guys are part of. Uh, as far as those nice. shows are concerned, uh, you said everything is up on the calendar on your website. As far as people looking for your music or people trying to get connected with the band, could you guys give us websites, uh, social media pages, that kind of thing? Well, Pillboxband.com, has, uh, which is our website, will have links. It has links to our Facebook page. It has links to the debut album. It has links to where they can uh, where they can pick this up on, you know, digitally or on, online anywhere. But 
But it, you know, mainly people were going to Apple iTunes and just you know Spotify and things of that nature to All download. Yeah, the big names, but All camp. but I was I was told by uh, Mike Diamond that you know there's over 600 platforms available in which our music uh, is on, where it can be downloaded wow. anywhere across the globe. So, um, but you know, like I say, the the big names, yeah, you can find it there. It's Pillbox, all capital letters, and uh, and our logo is black and white, uh, straight up, uh, black and white logo, and uh, so it's very easy to see. It pops out at the eye, and uh, and that's pretty much where you can where you can find us. I, now I do also have hard copy CDs available for anyone who you know likes that tangible item, but that's always nice to have that in your hand and. And a lot of people have older vehicles or CD players still around, and you know, and they like to pop in a CD in their vehicle. But but uh, but I have those, and anyone can, you know, Adam Krause or on the Pillbox page on Facebook, they can reach us there if they want one. They're ten bucks a piece, and uh, they can just leave me a private message or whatnot, and I would get back to them and you know get some mailed out. There's also merch such as T-shirts, and you know, we got a bunch of picks and wristbands and. You know, we can get coffee mugs, whatever, all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much where they can pick up our music. Is you know, download it anywhere they can find it. I I, I will have to say, as it pertains to the mathematics, uh, you know, we we there are varying degrees of what we might consider greatness, and our profound thanks to the mathematics, uh, uh, the drummer Bobby Hammer. And the owner of our label, uh, Mike Diamond, uh, uh, Mike is a uh, front guy for the mathematics. Uh, we got to play in front of Mike because Bobby invited us a few years back to open for the mathematics. And that, that is where I thought, ah, here is our opportunity. And, well, praise the Lord, it, 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 it worked out uh, to our being uh, here today. Uh, uh, so nice. when it comes to great showmen, uh, maybe it is my bias, but I, I do have to give a lot of love and respect to, you know, our label fearless leader, Mike Diamond, Manta Ray Records, Baltimore. I'm a very proud Baltimorean. Baltimore is just one of the most awesome places, uh, musically and creatively speaking, and we do have everything here. So uh, it, when we do have the opportunity to play with the mathematics, it's it's always in my own mind. Uh, it's on an entirely different level, you know. One one of these days will be like the rappers who refer to their label owner and uh, performing mate like Puffy or Suge Knight or Rick Ross. Right now, <laughs> on our level, it's us and 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 Mike Diamond. But in my mind, it's just as big. I, I am that that grateful to Mike Diamond that he gave us the opportunity to be on his label. So I, I enjoy absolutely every moment of it, no matter how challenging some of the times are. So I well, have to just give a plug to Mike Diamond. It is that big car. So, I mean, you know, we're living it, so it may not seem like it, but it, it is that big, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's assigned to a record label, and, uh, you know, and we're out there trying to represent and uh, and working as a team with, you know, working as a team with uh, Mike Diamond and, and uh, any other bands that he has that he wants to put us with uh, on his label mates or whatnot, you know, it's all teamwork. Uh, and we try to, you know, we, we really try to live up to that. 
Yeah, we, we, uh, we, the we, last we, question that I had for you guys, I wanted to get a little bit into, uh, we're, we're going to play this track, but I wanted to get into a little bit of the uh, background of making the video for it, the song itself. Uh, Nasty MF, could you give us a little info behind all that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I I I will say I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut what in. Mean? I will say this: I had a damn near heart attack when I learned that this was the title of the song. I thought, my goodness, it's going to make for a very rough playing and answering to people Sunday morning when they see this. <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that's as far as I will go. It's a very drum-oriented song, you know. Uh, I, I gotta show a lot of love to Adam and Eric. Uh, so I enjoy, it's a challenge playing the song, but I, I enjoy it. And it seems to be one of the ones that people, they wait around just to hear it for obvious reasons. So it's, 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 a, it's a crowd favorite, strangely enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, as far as like the video and everything behind it. Okay. Uh, that, was, that was done in our rehearsal space and uh you know, over here, actually, at my house, we, uh, it's where our rehearsal area is, it's a, you know, detached, uh, you know, garage area out there, and, uh, I mean, we came up with, with the song, and the, uh, you know, all the instruments and whatnot, and we actually recorded all of the instruments, and almost had it, you know, it was mixed pretty well, and, and I really didn't have all of the lyrics or the vocal melody uh, finished when the music was finished and um so i went into the studio i finished writing some things up i went in the studio and basically laid it down you know in i don't know 15 minutes or something and uh and brought it back and let them guys listen to it and they were like holy what <laughs> <laughs> and it basically stayed that way there was a few minor things that i went back in and fixed up but uh but it basically, you know, it's kind of a one-shot deal. And, it's got to uh, be raw, man. It's got to be raw. It's nasty. It, mm. <laughs> it is raw. You know, it's, it's a good raw yeah. song. It's, it's on a lot of comparisons to, like, I, well, you know, I hear a lot of people tell me it sounds like Dio. Some people tell me it sounds like Megadeth uh, and things of that nature. But uh, I think it just sounds like me. I just went in there and belted it out, you know what I mean? And, in, instru- and, uh, instrumentally, if you take the lyrics out, instrumentally it has. If you listen to the song by Led Zeppelin called Achilles' Last Stand, it has that feel to it. That's the kind of feel I was thinking of. I had John Bonham in mind when that song was being re- recorded and we came up with the parts for it. So I unashamedly borrowed the feel from Achilles' Last Stand. If anyone goes... Uh, and listens to Led Zeppelin, you'll to some degree hear uh, uh, rhythmically throughout basically the entire song. That 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 is what I was going for. That's funny. I was going for disposable heroes. <laughs> so <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I didn't ask. Is this song about any one particular person? Was this an experience somebody went through? Not everybody. I'm the nastiest mofo in this band, so (laughs) go. That's that's to be debated. We still haven't we still haven't decided that. We haven't. haven't (laughs) Yeah, I can be uh, myself. (laughs) Yes, everybody's everybody's nasty at some point or other. Whether it's being rude or being hateful or unkind or doing something that uh, they regret, and I think anybody can relate to that. Um, 
And also, people uh, have a lot of people in their life that they would probably consider, or maybe not a lot, hopefully not a lot. There's people that, you know, that you definitely would, would consider nasty. And, and um, so I think it applies uh, in both respects, you know. And everybody's kind of been there. It's a human thing. Yeah, I, I, interestingly uh, enough, uh, hearing Eric say what he's saying, as I as I listen to, and I, I can't wait till we have the next opportunity to talk with you, when the next uh, uh, album, if you will allow such an expression, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, comes out, uh, thematically, uh, the, these songs are to a degree all attached to each other. Uh, nasty uh, uh, and, and the rest. That's that's one particular batch of, of, of songs. We have gotcha. so many more now. And when I listen to that batch of songs and I listen to what new we have, conceptually, uh, Eric definitely. I don't know whether it's deliberate or whether it's just uh, perhaps coincidence. We do have a theme and a concept going. And I, I we I, I don't know whether we all are deliberately going to uh, uh, writing concept music, but lyrically and in terms of some of the song titles, we, we will give you concept music. We'll not, we're not going to tell you we'll give you a concept album, but you're, you're going to get good concept music because the more you listen and the more you listen to the lyrics and the more Eric shares about his own particular experience uh, to a degree, uh, primarily writing uh, he is, um, you, you, you hear those strings all begin to tie together. And it's, it's now that we have a second album that I go back and listen to the first one and you can hear those commonalities. So that's one of the things that's uh, quite fun about what we do in, in, in our creative process that we're just discovering, or at least I'm just discovering. <laughs> So now, uh, my last question for you guys, uh, you, you guys mentioned recording and writing. Anything uh, upcoming that we should be keeping an eye out for? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We, we got, we got we, some uh, great, great right now. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, sorry, uh, we, have, uh, yeah, we have three songs in there, you know, that have been recorded right now uh, for our second full length, and we plan on having – yeah, we plan on having like probably eight or nine on this next uh, full length, and we have material in all different phases uh, of, of you know of work here. We have some that are just starting up. We have some that are recorded. We have some that are halfway written. We have some that are written with no lyrics. We're in every phase, we're, and we have so much material that just keeps piling out. It just keeps flowing, and it and it's all very. Kind of diverse, I would think as well. Yeah, you 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 will get anywhere. Uh, we 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 uh, spread from things like Bobby Caldwell to uh, Police to wow. uh, 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 Boss Skaggs uh, uh, <laughs> to my goodness, Rage Against. Them. I mean, it's it's a it's a plethora. Black Sabbath, you know, yeah, some Black Sabbath Beatles, stuff, all kinds of good stuff. So, guys, thank you so much for. Uh, for being with us this evening uh, We got to get to uh, commercial soon But I uh, wanted to say Thank you guys so much for being here tonight Thanks for taking time out to talk with us And uh, please keep keep us up to date On everything Absolutely, Absolutely. thank you yeah, Alright guys, thank have a great much. rest of your weekend You Thanks, too Alright, yeah. we'll talk to you later
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the wrestling historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network 
on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Steve with 86 Bullets, and you're listening to the Rock and Roll Union. Music worth fighting for.
That was 86 Bullets with Beautiful Eye. I want to say a big shout-out and thank you to Pillbox for being on board this evening, guys. It is now that we're going to go ahead and shift over to a new segment that we're starting tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing every last Saturday of the month, we're going to be talking to guys that are making waves on the tribute slash cover band circuit, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you guys Ira Fleischer from Lounge Fly and John Belasco from Elysium. Are you guys with us? Hey, how you doing, man? This is John. Hey, good. How are you? So I'm I'm here. I have a third person on the line besides Ira and uh, John. Who, who do I have uh, on board? That's uh, Gary. Gary. That's our bass player, player from the Elysium. Elysium. Oh, hey, Gary. How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? So I, I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to hang with us this evening. And uh, I really, hey, no, thanks I really, for having us. Me and I would go back a little ways, and, uh, you know, we've had discussions on the show as far as 90s music is concerned. And, uh, you know, since the last time I talked to you, Ira, there's, there's been somebody posed something to me, and I wanted to bounce it off you guys, and we'll, we'll start with this. Sure. Somebody told me, and I want to see what your opinion is, that Guns N' Roses kind of helped usher in the grunge scene as far as the sound and getting away a little bit from the makeup and the, the hairstyling and all that of the eighties. What do you guys think of that? Do you think that was a, a moment that kind of helped usher in the grunge era? Ira, you want to go uh, first? No. You know, I, I will. Sure. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and Hey, what's up everybody, by the way. Um, <laughs> So, you know what, it's funny that you say that, CT, because, uh, you know, I was a hair metal guy, right? So, I mean, Dokken and Rat and Crew and all that stuff, that's that's what I grew up on. Um, but when I heard Appetite for Destruction, everything changed for me. Like, I probably, I don't know how many cassettes I went through and what I wore, uh, you know, how many I wore out, but, like, everything changed for me. I was I was like, whoa, there's something about this. So I've actually said that for a long time. I've always felt that way, that that grittiness that they brought, just kind of the, the toned-down look, all of that. I thought um, it was what really said, hey, music's maybe going in a bit of a different direction, you know, back to what was maybe more of that 70s stuff, the Stones and, and, and uh, just, good, just good rock and roll music. So I'd, I'd give it a yeah. I really think so. I mean, I'll go with I'll go with uh, the music was a lot grittier for sure, um, and they did have flannels, you know. I'll give them that. The album was amazing. There's whether it whether it ushered in grunge or not. I mean, Appetite for Destruction, one of the albums that is it's a game changer, you know. Yeah, man, for sure. And it's you like, know, I, like I remember. Never mind. Hmm. I remember watching the uh, you, you bring up the flannels. I remember watching the Don't Cry video and asking my father to get me a flannel and a pair of Chuck Taylors, and that that's back before yeah. Chuck Taylors could be found anywhere. And right, I I just remember like you you guys are a tribute to, to Nirvana and Nirvana hands down ripped music 
I mean, I'm not in a bad way. They ripped music apart when they debuted on the scene, and they really changed the game what felt like overnight. Yeah, you know, it was like, I feel like it was uh, Nevermind and, and like Appetite for Destruction, Master of Puppets, Rain and Blood. You know, mm-hmm. these are like a couple of like Blizzard of Oz, you know, like I feel like, you know, maybe Black Sabbath, the first Sabbath album, like, these are game-changing albums, like, like completely changed the scope of music when they came out, you know? Okay. And so and, when, and you- when Nevermind came out, you know, it, for I mean, in, in my eyes, and I know I'm probably wrong, and there's probably a lot of people out that are listening right now that aren't going to agree with this, but in my eyes, I think Nevermind was like the last game changer. Oh, hands down. Uh, you know, that's one thing uh, Ira, Ira knew me to not be so geared towards the 90s music, but a lot of that started changing for me just recently and seeing exactly what that was and how that was a return to some of the older music that was out there. Nirvana, I started seeing some videos of Nirvana and other, before they really made it big, uh, in some other TV shows that they did and some other segments that they had uh, gotten to participate in. And they they were that way in like the late 80s. Am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, around 89, 88, 88, yeah. And yeah, you think about about what was going on at that time, and those guys were were doing that. I mean, they were were doing what they wanted to do. It was true to – so it's almost like music caught up, so to speak, to to what they were doing before it broke open. Well, yeah, you had like – you had hair metal, but you had hair metal that was good hair metal that actually ushered in the hair metal age. Then you yeah. had the hanging on hair metal. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to mention any bands because I don't want to down anybody <laughs> for what they've done because they've done more than I've done in my career. But, um, you know, you had these hang on hair bands, and he just took the, took that right out. He said, no, enough is enough. Well, John, you're right, man. I mean, you know, I, I was I was a fan of the original stuff, right? Like the, the bands that were that started that, you know, Scorpions right. and 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 Priest right. and 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 that stuff, right? And then uh, it just became a caricature of itself. It, it was time for it to to end, right? And and then luckily, it, you know, as a guy who is my, I mean, I'm 51 years old, so I was right in the middle of hair metal. But you know, that early 90s stuff hit, and I was like, this this is good music. This is great. That's that's why I that's why I I, I do the STP thing that I do because I mean. The songs are just—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's Zeppelin grooves and and major hooks and it's—it's it's just, you know, it's a blast to play and and uh, I don't even get sick yeah. and tired of listening to it. I listen to it even when I'm not playing it. It's, it I love it so much. Well, yeah, it, it went back to like you know, it went back to like a '70s type of thing, you know. Yeah, totally. Like uh, it's actual music. You know? <laughs> well, the, the the beginning of Nirvana brought on. Uh, I feel it felt like a, a resurgence of punk music again. Like it had that edginess, that grittiness to it, and uh, that kind of up in your face thing. But you had brought up a uh, a point as far as the hangers on and the the bands that kind of that shouldn't have been where they were. I I feel like '90s started doing that as well. Uh, I remember. Oh yeah. Flannels. Sure. Flannels went up to $150 a flannel, and it was, like, ludicrous stuff like that. And, well, yeah, and jeans were come pre-ripped. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, they still do. I'm not going to knock anybody because, you know, girls can wear pre-ripped jeans, but guys, please rip your own jeans. <laughs> but, so yeah. let's get into uh, let's get into the respective bands that you guys are part of. Now with Elysium, I'm going to bring you guys up first because uh, Loungefly has been with the union for a while. But you guys are brand new with us, and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how long you guys have been doing it, the creation of your band, et cetera. Uh, okay, so um, well, we are we we are an original band that pays tribute to Nirvana. Um, okay, which is a little bit different than some of some. You know, we're not a tribute band. That, you know, we do other things like we have original albums. We push our stuff. We try to do. We try to 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 bring rock and roll back in such a horrible time of music in, in my eyes, you know, yeah. other people may not agree with it, but, um, you know, in my eyes, it's a really bad time. Like we do, we do what we're supposed to do original wise and we still pay tribute to a Nirvana, you know? Um, gotcha. so it's a little bit different. Like we're not, we're not going out and wig wearing for one. We're not going out and, you know, uh, we're not trying to be a lookalike. We're not trying to do anything like that. We're just trying to play the songs the way we play them. That's awesome. And uh, what is it about Nirvana that you guys really appreciate? Uh, the rawness of it. Um, you know, like the rawness of it. Definitely like the, the angst and, you know, and honestly, to be honest with you, totally like when I, it, when he had passed, everybody that I knew was always like, you should do an, a, a Kurt Cobain tribute. And like I said, no, no, no. All the way up until six years ago, I said, now nah, let's, let's do it. It's time. I didn't want to exploit somebody. Right. You know, like I didn't, honestly, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like make money or do anything like that or on somebody else's. But then after a while it started getting to me like, Hey, you know what? There's a lot of kids out there. That love Nirvana that never got the experience of somebody that's just going to go out and smash their guitar or amplifiers and throw it on the drums and say, shit, set is over. Let's go. See ya. Like, you know, I just, I feel like that that's necessary for people to uh, see. And we've had so many young kids come out, like, you know, fathers and, and, and mothers bringing their kids out. And, uh, you know, and so we awesome. spend time with them at the, at the end of shows and stuff. And like, it's just been amazing. Like, in fact, in fact, our drummer is a product of that. Uh, when we started playing out, his father used to bring up to every one of our shows, and now he's our drummer in our band. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Pass and, it on. You know, pass it on. You know, exactly. one of the things like, I got to say but... is that these kids will come out with their parents, but they, I feel like there's such a needing feeling from the younger generation that actually wants rock music right now. And if you look at some of the younger fans, they're hungry for it. Is that what I, you guys are kind so. of seeing yourselves? I oh, think yeah, so, but you know, who knows? So, uh, getting a little bit into lounge fly. Um, now Ira, you guys have had a, uh, a personnel change a couple times now. Am I right? Uh, really, I guess, well, we changed out our bass player. Um, so I guess it's, it's really two. This last one was a bit of a wholesale change. So we changed out our bass player, uh, in the middle 
of of the pandemic very early on last um last april um we decided to go a different direction with our bass player found a guy online um uh rich wilson who is just an utter beast found him online our relationship with the guy was uh virtual for probably three months and we knew how good he was because he would just send us two videos uh, every day of uh of him playing along to the tunes and uh we were like, wow, we found our guy, but we hadn't met him for a couple of months. Uh, he's, he's a really, he's a prog rock guy who can, you know, he can play any Primus song or Rush song or, or, or whatever. So STP's bass lines, which are actually probably, you know, probably some of the, the most challenging parts of the music, um, he just, he, he brings it. So we, we brought him on in, uh, you know, in the, in the beginning to the middle part of last year really changed the sound of the, of the music uh, was what we were looking for. And, uh, and then very recently, only a couple of months ago, we decided to, um, we decided to go from a five piece. Originally we decided we wanted to, we wanted to kind of sound like the, the records, right? So we were a five piece band. Um, and then we decided, you know what? No, we'd actually like to present ourselves more like them with the look and the sound of, of the rawness of the, of, um, the live music and um so when we decided to do that um we changed guitar players we needed someone uh one guy in the band that could carry that heavy load um and so we uh we went from the two guitar players that we had to the guy that we have now a guy named scott eller and uh so we've been jamming with scott uh we've got six shows coming up in in the next uh just couple of months so we've been hunkered down with scott uh, in the rehearsal studio, you know, once every other week for about the last two months. Um, and this sounds, it sounds incredible. It's a, it's a live thing. That's just, it's just raw. He's a real, he's a Jimmy Page, Eddie Van Halen kind of guy. And so this, yeah. So the stuff that he's doing is very Dean DeLeo. You know, you, you hear the, the music and, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's some page blue stuff happening in between, which is what Dean did a lot live. And uh, it's a completely different feel. The band is uh, it's ridiculously heavy and tight, and uh, we're just we're just ready to go. We can't we can't wait to get on stage with with uh, with the guys from the Elysiums next week. It's going to be awesome. So you guys have yeah, a gig coming up next week. Uh, tell us a little bit about where that's at and who's all, all on the bill. Sure. Um, so it, it, yeah, sure, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's those guys, it's the Elysiums and it's us, uh, which we've been trying to get together for a while. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, it has been a long time. It's been years. Yeah, totally. I know. I used to reach out to you all the time. We were in the, you know, John and what he's been doing for a long time and, and Gary too, like, you know, I mean, these guys are just awesome. And so when, when we first got together, um, I would always hit these guys up and just say, Hey, if you ever need us for anything, let me know. Um, and it just, it just, you know, now it's working out that we're doing this thing together. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, and we're at Tom and Jerry's next, uh, next Saturday night, uh, over in Delco, of course, um, great legendary place. Uh, it's our first gig in a long time. These guys first gig since I think neither of us have played out since last February, if I'm right. Um, yeah, it was February so, 29th. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. You know, we had a couple books last March that all went away, and uh, so here we are. And, and this is the beginning of some some good stuff. So, uh, seven o'clock uh, showtime. 
next Saturday night, which is May 1st, at Tom and Jerry's. Wow. Hey, you know what blows my mind is, uh, first off, Tom and Jerry's is a phenomenal stage, phenomenal room to play in. And what blows my mind is I remember when I started this podcast three years ago, we we talked on this show constantly about earlier showtimes and why we needed earlier showtimes and people didn't want to hang till two o'clock in the morning. Now, due to COVID, it feels like every show's earlier now, and we kind of got what we wanted, but not in the way that we wanted to. But um, what do you guys think of like the earlier shows? Are you guys happier with that? I haven't done any of them yet. We did, like I said, this is yeah. our first show since the right, February right. 29th. And uh we um we we are very excited to get back into the groove of it, you know, and we're getting back into the groove with some with some good guys in in Loungefly and you know, people that we believe in what they're doing and stuff. That that's that's also an important thing is playing with people that you you believe in, you know. Um, cause 100%, when you're yeah. doing shows together, you know, one helps the other and everything. And, and so, you know, and also uh, Gary, you, you, you could probably elaborate more on this, but, um, he, he, you know, our set list is a lot different right now. It's, you know, it's, it's, we're doing a lot of deep cuts, a lot of demo stuff. We're no longer just doing the hits. I feel like there's enough Nirvana bands out there doing just come as you are and team spirit and lithium and then they're done. So, you know, we're actually Definitely. diving into the deep hits and the demos and all that stuff. Awesome. That's great. Now, we have somebody on the line. Somebody just called in. I'm not sure if they want to say so. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Who we got with us? Hey, what's up, fellas? This is uh, Richard, Loungefly bass player. Oh, hey, Rich. Hey, hey. How are you? Rich. Good. What's up, so, fellas? How's um, everybody doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Nice to hear you guys uh, talking about the gigs. I definitely wanted to chime in about the uh, the earlier shows thing, man. Um, definitely nice to see. I hope it continues past the, the time the restrictions are lifted. Uh, usually just, you know, they want to keep everybody in there drinking as late as they can, but half your audience goes home by the time you get to play. So That's right. So what, what times are you, would you suggest is uh, – would be the best times um putting bands on any later than 11 these days doesn't make a whole lot of so you know for a last band kind of thing because if you go on at 11 30 you know if, if that's your set time 11 30 12 o'clock we all know that almost nothing at a local ind- local independent show ever runs on time so everybody's going to yeah. be 15 to 30 minutes late anyway so if you're 11 30 right. you're going on at midnight and promoters are telling you tell everybody to get there you know don't tell them when you're playing tell them the show's at eight well if you tell your friends that the show's at eight and your band doesn't go on till midnight they're not likely to come out and see you play again right yeah, that's right no, I, sense. I agree with that yeah um, i feel like seven to ten is like a prime time yeah you know, I, I feel like that's time. 10 o'clock and I mean, you know, three, you're getting at least three hours worth of music, maybe three and a half. I mean, you know, and people are going to hang around afterwards at the bar, or they're going to go out afterwards at the bar. But like you said, like two o'clock in the morning, you know, a lot of people are beat. A lot of people that stay out that late, you know, they're, they're just going straight home. They're not really hanging out. Well, plus we have to consider the fact that people that are in 90s music are getting up there at eight, right? So they want to go home a little earlier, right? 
I think it's a different time in which we live, and I, I think culture has changed it a little bit. But you guys who have played yeah. in the scene for forever, back in the 80s, 90s, you guys know that the prime spot, the headliner, was the big deal. It was the last band on at night was the big deal, and now everybody's fighting over that mid spot, like you guys said. Between eight and ten, everybody's arguing over it, and it, it just makes totally. sense. If you go to a concert, the show starts at eight o'clock. It's over by eleven. And yeah, totally. it's that way for a reason. See, that's that's why that's why I wanted to do. You now I do another show. I'm not going to mention any other show, um, but I do another show, and I've I've been telling them that I wanted to do like half hour sets, like half hour one band, half hour another band, half hour another band, then it starts back over. Half hour first band, half hour second band. Like that's how I think it should go throughout the night. That way, everybody gets a chance to play for the prime. Prime time, but you know we'll see if it ever happens like that. You know, yeah. But I think that would be well, cool we both, for bands to do half hour sets and then rotate. You know, it's nice for us next week is that we both have you know, we both have prime slot slots. You know, that's so it. that's that's perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, we, for we, sure. We, yeah. Seven o'clock. Look. Like bands. I'm talking about shows that's like four, yeah, five bands. You know, yeah. I think it should be yeah. like half hour, half hour, half hour, then repeat. You know. Cool. And that that mainly falls down to, uh, as far as you guys' experience is concerned, the the gigs that have four or five bands are usually original bands. Usually with tributes like you guys, do you have maybe two or possibly three a night? Am I right? Okay. Uh, uh, it depends. Yeah. Just yeah. No, it's cool. That yeah, it it depends. I mean, the shows the shows I that I do sometimes we can run there, we can run ten deep, but you no, know, yeah, no, depending on how long. long. Man, and yes, that makes sense. The other uh, okay. The other thing that I wanted to ask you guys, um, we'll, we'll start with Elysium. I know you guys have the Tom and Jerry gig coming up next week. What else do you guys have ahead of you? Gary? Uh, well, the following uh, Friday, I believe this is May 7th, we're playing at uh, Bar 13 down in Delaware. Nice. Uh, now, are you got, guys got a lot of, is that a lounge fly Elysium show, or is that just you guys? It is. Yeah, that's the Elysium, along with lounge fly and uh, Sanctuary. Sanctuary is nice, doing, yep. uh, doing a sound garden set. Uh, and then those guys doing their thing, and, and we'll be doing, you know, the STP thing. It's going to be great. That's awesome. And I know, uh, Ira, you guys have a big uh, Landis Theater show coming up. Am I right? Yeah, July 17th. We got a couple things. We got uh, we got some uh, some private events that we've been uh, booked for that some people have contacted us about uh, down in Delaware. And then July 17th is something that we're really excited about, which is the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey, and we're, um, we're going to be doing something pretty special since it's a theater gig. Uh, we're going to be playing the first two albums, Core and Purple, in their entirety. So you're going to hear Core just like you would um, uh, on, on the record with all of the stuff in between, all of the bits and pieces that go along with it. 
then there's going to be an intermission, uh, and then we're going to do the same thing with Purple, where you'll hear front to back, just like you would on the record, and, um, and it's going to be a pretty special night. That's July 17th down in uh, the Landis Theater, and then we've got a really cool August thing coming up. That's later. That's a, um, a concert venue up at a bed and breakfast up in like the northern part of Pennsylvania. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We're, we're, I know Rich can tell you, we're just, we're just chomping at a bit. We love playing for people. It's, it's, it's what, it's, it's why we do it. So we can't wait. Yeah, man. Um, tickets are already on sale for the Landis show. You can, uh, find them, uh, at their website, through their Facebook page, on the event page, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, just to second what Iris said, um, I personally haven't even been on stage to play a show in almost two and a half years since my last original band stopped playing. And I've wow. been a member of Loungefly. I've been a member of Loungefly for a year now. And it's just hmm. been preparation in the rehearsal room. We got out and played <laughs> a, a, a birthday party last summer and we did a, a streaming thing. But, um, you know, I, we're, we're, uh, we're like a bunch of, caged animals right now getting <laughs> ready to just um, I, I wanted to ask you guys everything. about the, the streaming thing and uh, how how it went and what it was like doing that and you guys put on a phenomenal show for that stream uh, did Thank you guys get a lot of tours was there a lot like did a lot go into this well yeah you know it, it was it was it was a little bit of everything first off We'd, we'd gotten Rich in the band, and we'd never played with the guy before. We were, we were hired, like Rich said, last summer for um, – it was uh, a 50th, really big 50th birthday party, a private event somebody reached out to us about and played this, this big open kind of backfield kind of thing. And it was, it was a really cool way just to play one time with Rich. But then things weren't opening up, and we wanted to play, and we wanted to let people know what we sounded like. And quite frankly, selfishly, we wanted to jam. Um, so we, we had the idea to do uh, a live stream and we did core, uh, the first album, um, in a, uh, on a sound stage. Um, and, uh, it was great. You know, we went in that after that afternoon, just kind of did a mini sound check and then just, just played the record. And, and, uh, and I mean, all you over know, the place. what's that? And splooged all over the place. Cause that shit was great. <laughs> Every, everywhere that we could. We just we had, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was cool, man. Like it, it like it was a, a couple thousand people viewed it, uh, it, even in its live form, um, and a lot of comments came through that were all really positive, which really just made us feel like people enjoyed it, and that's that's what we wanted to do. So it was it was awesome. We were yeah, actually going to. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, John. We were <laughs> going to do purple. Actually, we were going to do something like that again, and then all of a sudden. We heard that stuff's opening up, so we said, "Let's just let's go play." So uh, we're we're ready to we're ready to play. So yeah, I, I, I was going to, to do uh, a. Um, go ahead, man. Uh, no, I was just going to say I was going to I was going to tattoo my face and put a grill on and start doing Nirvana covers the way Posty does it. <laughs> See if that changes anything. Uh, uh, Five hundred likes on Facebook. I wanted to address something just so the listeners know. Even though some of the, even though there's shows going on right now and things are opening up, 
there is still a lot of uh, COVID regulations that go into a lot of these events. I looked into uh, picking up tickets for the Landis show. I know there's seating. It looks like uh, two people and then maybe a row of like four seats without anybody and then two more seats. Uh, a lot of places are doing that seated service. And that, that's something I wanted to ask uh as far as you guys, how concerned about like the COVID regulations are you guys? Very. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fully vaccinated by then, so I'm not quite as concerned. And for a gig like the Landis, it's you know if you at, at the bar gigs, you're in the bar with yeah. the general public. And I think at a theater gig, when you're kind of you know in a dressing room, it's not gonna be too big a yeah, deal. There's gonna be a lot of distance. I. But um, I, I personally get, get am not worried about you don't have to worry about it as much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about COVID. What I'm worried about is, you know, um, I can't spit on people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I slobber <laughs> a lot when I when I sing. You know, John. So I gotta. I also gotta be careful. I think they got. Um, I think they got a hanging plexiglass guard at bar 13. So just do your thing, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. It'll just it'll just slide down the the, the guard. That. <laughs> well, why, why am I why am I why am I semi on here? Is that weird? Is that We're weird? going on before you guys that night, so I mean, don't bother, don't bother me. <laughs> well, if if anybody knows me, it's like a Gallagher show in the front row. You better have your like cover. You know. Well, thanks so, for the warning. Well, listen. <laughs> but no. So, man, it's still a regulation. And we've been to John and I put us just jizz on each other. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I don't know, we, we put it. on a show very much like Carrot Top, so it's going to be perfect. <laughs> now, I mean, it's kind of weird. I, I've been in bars recently that have had metal shows, and it's so weird to just watch people sit at a table while, well, you, you yeah. know, they want to well, get up and they want to move. But, that's what I was – that's what I was – thinking you were trying to get at like it doesn't bother me about covid out there like hey if i die from covid i die from covid it's just the way it's going to be but like you know not having people move is, is going to be a little weird but you know mm. it's going to on what i got to do you know man i, I gotta were, say the one the one memory that i have in nirvana i figured i'd share with you guys the the first memory i have in nirvana is I was with some girl. I was in high school at the time that they came out. I graduated in '93, so I think Nirvana okay. hit it big in '91. And yeah. I was dating some girl in this high school, and she was doing like a uh, talent show. And I went to I went to see her, and the last band that did the talent show did Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, the entire audience got up. There, there was all. Teenage kids. They all got up, started ripping the seats out of the floor, started mopping. <laughs> like, the place was nuts. The principal, the principal was an idiot. He came out on stage and said, You know, it's not the way to act. We're going to make them start from the beginning. <laughs> We're going to make them restart this. Take care and make them start from the beginning. Hey, what else can we tear down? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, listen, CT, if you want to talk about the opposite side of that, man, when I was in high school in the talent show, we did Bon Jovi's Runaway. So that just tells you our age difference, man. Just just so you know. know. It's funny. My friend's friend's sister dated John growing up. 
and we used to rip on him all the time. <laughs> and then he became something. Then he became something. We were like, oh my god, I can't rip on this yeah. guy anymore. He's like a millionaire. A, li- a little something, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's funny. So John, as far as those things are concerned, do you guys have favorite places to play? Have you done what you feel is like your favorite spot? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my favorite spot that I played was definitely it has to be the Electric Factory because not only did I spend sixteen years, sixteen plus years of my life working in that venue, mm. but uh, just playing on that stage, the Dar- the Dimebag Daryl, and like all these amazing, oh yeah, I could just go on and on and on about the people that I I personally have met let alone the people before me, you know, that was David Bowie's stage there for so long. So like just playing on David yeah. Bowie's stage from glass spiders was just amazing to me. So I have to, Absolutely. I have to put the electric factory. You know, for us as a band, uh, we've, again, because of the lineup change, we've, we've really never, uh, done this together. Uh, but you know, my, my, my past experiences, uh, Certainly, I, I I love the TLA. Uh, that's a great place to play. Um, for sure. You know, pour, pour, I'll, I'll pour one out for a homie to talk about the truck from from back in the day. And, oh and, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what what a great place that was to play. Um, you know, there were there were so many good places, but uh, you know, I I think we're we're really excited that um, you know, a working with these guys, but but also b what seems to be some larger rooms like the Landis and some other folks that we're talking to that um, um, seem to be very interested. And, um, you know, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to some, some bigger rooms because, you know, what that, what that normally means is better sound and, and we like to get loud. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. And, and, and hopefully more people that we can, that we can share it with. Yeah. We, um, we, we told our new guitar player, we kept telling him in rehearsal, yeah, man, turn it up. And he goes, I've never been told to turn it up before we go, we, we turn it up. So, it's it's a loud situation, and a and a big room lets us do that. So we're excited. As far as uh, as far as places that uh, have closed down, um, whenever I used to play the main stage at Dobbs, it would always occur to me that Nirvana and Pearl Jam, yeah, yes. room. and and Tool room. and a million yes. other bands that I grew up listening to in the '90s all came through that place when they were small. I, he, I so, agree with you on that one. <laughs> there's some cool there's some cool you there's some cool youtube online of uh tool there and of nirvana there playing with yeah. Jason neverman on guitar and yep cool stuff man totally 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 in fact yep. i tried to uh i tried to book a few other shows that kurt had played these smaller bars like uh the moon in in connecticut but mm. those places have long since closed yeah. <laughs> well unfortunately yeah. guys i gotta wrap this up but i wanted to ask you guys um as far as people looking for your website, uh, social media, that kind of thing, could you guys provide us with how people can find you guys? Gary, John, get it. Gary? Uh, yeah, our website, uh, theelysiumsrock.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, The Elysium. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Our Instagram is uh, the Elysiums underscore grunge metal. Uh, we're also on Spotify with our original music, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. I mean, any, anywhere you can really find us, Google the Elysiums, uh, the Elysiums Grunge Metal, Elysiums Grunge Rock Band, Elysiums Philadelphia. I mean, we, we're come up. Awesome. So we're, um, we are uh, loungeflystctribute.com. 
uh, online. Uh, we're also um, Loungefly uh, Tribute Band on Facebook. Uh, we're also Loungefly uh, Tribute STP on on um, on Instagram. But if you if you put in Loungefly, uh, you'll probably find us. I think there's another Loungefly somewhere in like Texas. Uh, but you'll see uh, you'll see us. We have uh, we have a a creepy looking fly who's uh, drinking too much and well, listen. There's a, that's true. There's a, we got, well, I a, never really thought to compare, but I think you're absolutely right. And uh, there's, uh, there's will, also the YouTube channel with the uh, the streaming shows archive there and some other rehearsal yeah. clips, etc. On YouTube, so yeah. for sure. So, guys, our Facebook page will get, will get you everywhere. Thanks, TT. Thank you guys so much for being with us this evening. I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And uh, please keep us up to date on the Rock and Roll Union Facebook page of any shows, anything. Please just feel free to keep us up to date on there. Thanks, man. Later, guys. Have a good weekend, Later, guys. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. So there it was, Elysium and Loungefly. And uh, make sure that you guys check them out next Saturday at Tom and Jerry's, man. I got to tell you, Tom and Jerry's is an awesome room. A lot of good stuff there, man. And uh, next week will be my baby boy's second birthday, but we're still going to do a little – we're going to do an hour show next week. We're going to be joined by Shani Kilman, the guitarist for Circus Soleil's Michael Jackson Experience. So we're talking – you know, if you guys know anything about Michael Jackson, man, he always had Eddie Van Halen, he had Slash, he had Oriampi, he had amazing people play guitar for him, and I'm really excited to talk to Shiny Kilman about all that. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, remember rock and roll. Have a great week, guys. Mm-hmm.